Welcome. You're listening to Living Faith Podcast. Starry sky and see your hand in time and mine to lead me through the night. Life updates. Our series has two purposes, and that's to express what can happen in our lives through the kingdom of God. And to remind all of us what should be happening in our lives in the kingdom of God. I'm going to speak from the word of the Lord for a little while today. There will be scriptures on the screen. You may want to have your printed Bibles available or your electronic Bibles available. I'm going to look at some things in scripture. But when I'm done talking for a while today, I'm going to invite everyone to respond to God in prayer. To spend a time having a conversation with God. To be as sincere and genuine with God as you are with anybody on this earth. In fact, if he had his way, we would be more genuine and more sincere with him than anyone we've ever talked to before. So we're going to invite everybody to pray at the conclusion of this service. And we share this information about life updates. For some, I imagine it could be new information. For others, perhaps just reminders of Christ's fullest intention for our lives. Primarily, for this series, the concepts that we're sharing come from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And I'll draw your attention to one verse from Ephesians today. Ephesians 5 and verse 8, the Bible says this, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. The wording there perhaps is a little unexpected. Paul doesn't explain that they were in darkness and now they are in light. Instead, he describes them as you were darkness and now you are light. It's an absolute change in their nature and in their being. It is a change beyond the surroundings, but it is a change within them. Paul described this change, if you will, as a total update in our lives. To better understand Paul's description, I'm going to take us back to the core that formed the concepts of those in Paul's audience. Look at Genesis 1 and 1. Genesis 1 and 1. The Bible says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know, if a person is interested in Christianity, if a person considers following Jesus Christ, it all starts right here in Genesis 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Hebrew word that's translated as created expresses creation out of nothing. But it's not limited to that. It certainly means that. But created stresses that that which is form is new and faultless. It's a word 
used throughout the Bible, but it's only associated with God. When that word's used, it's only something that God performs. So in the beginning, God brought new things out of nothing. He didn't create the heavens and the earth out of some other large masses of matter. He didn't create the heavens and the earth out of the smallest particulates of matter. That's not what happened. In the beginning, God initiated perfectly new matter. And it's so unique what God did that within the rest of the word of God created in that sense is only associated with God. What are you, what are you getting at, preacher? Well, this, humans can form things. Humans can build things. Humans can construct and plan and organize, but only God creates like what happened in the beginning of the heavens and the earth. He is the great creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The power of these words caused renowned teacher and prolific author Warren Wiersbe to write this. He said, no scientist or historian can improve upon in the beginning God. The simple statement, in the beginning God, refutes the atheist who says there is no God. It contradicts the agnostic who says we cannot know God. It confronts the polytheist who worships many gods. That statement addresses the pantheist who says all nature is God. It addresses the materialist who claims that matter is eternal and not created. It confronts the fatalist who teaches there is no divine plan behind creation and history. To those who would know and follow the Lord, those Contrary concepts are refuted in the Bible's opening line. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse number two, a little description of his creation. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of of the deep, darkness. One man explained this verse like this, earth was a a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. Others pen these words about that verse, the earth and the firmament were still undistinguished and unformed. It was a a chaotic mass and a heaving deep, an abyss of waters, and this deep was wrapped in darkness. The creation of God, heaven and earth, yet it was without form, yet it was void, yet there was darkness on the face of of the deep. To, to start everything out, God created the primary elements, if you will, the, the, the basic stuff of the universe. And then after that, 
The Bible records he began the process of filling the heavens and the earth and of putting it in order and forming it into the, the very good creation that he intended. But, but in the beginning, God created just the elementary stuff, the building blocks. It was formless, it was void, and there was darkness. Created Something from nothing? Absolutely. But not yet organized to the fullest of God's intention. Something from nothing. Certainly, that's what happened if I pursue, believe, and have faith in Scripture. And yet, not everything that God intended for it to be had yet happened. It was just where God's plan began, but it wasn't quite finished. In verse number 2, again, the earth was without form. That's what the scripture says. It was void. Darkness was on the face of the deep, and the, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. There's darkness, and yet the Spirit of God was there. The Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. This is the, the creative Spirit of God working on the formless and lifeless mass of the earth and the heavens. He's separating and quickening and preparing for what he was about to speak into existence. Soon he would call forth many things of order and filling of the void and the darkness. He would do it with his creative word and declaration. I, I want us to know that during the darkness, while it was yet completed, still God was active, still God was moving. He was readying for his next step. And then the Bible says this. Then God said, verse number three, then God said, let there be light. And there was God's first recorded words, his first declaration, let there be light. Let there be light. Spoken words, God said it, and there was light. If I'm going to believe this book, if I'm going to follow these words, then I accept and recognize that the spoken word of God brought into existence that which was not. When he said, let there be light, and then there was light. As simple as you and I flipping a light switch, by the word of God, there was now light in the middle of the darkness. Today, we, we take light for granted. Yet for centuries, scientists have studied light. They've theorized about light. Is light made up of particles? Is light made up of waves? Does light carry its energy through a combination of particles and waves? And, and for centuries, 
Men, humans, studious, intelligent people have studied light. Even to this day, there are those researchers in physics still committing hundreds of hours and week after week and lifetimes and careers to figure out and study light. Can I, I just remind us today that of the thing that we have yet to discover the fullness of its particles and meaning. God spoke it into existence. Let there be light. And there was. And there was. Light was the first thing that came forth. God's first update, if you will, to the formless darkness The first thing he upgraded, updated, was light into that undistinguished void. All the rest that happened through chapter 1 of creation happened after light. The successive creative days, the things that God created, those things brought order into the heavens and into the earth. Those things filled the void that was the heavens and the earth. Throughout his creation, God addressed the formlessness at the beginning. He addressed the void at the beginning. But God only worked after he took charge of darkness and spoke light into the scene. First, there was darkness. Then God updated the universe light. So after God adds order and a variety of things into the heaven and the earth, the Bible says God did this in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. The Bible records this. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him, male And female, he created them. The Bible is very clear. If I'm going to follow Christ, to be a disciple of Christ, then creation according to Christ is binary. That's contrary to current culture, even things being celebrated today. But if I'm going to be a disciple of Christ, he's very clear. Male and female created he them. And as in 1-1, this is the beginning of God's process. You see, just as we talked about here in a few moments, the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, but it was, it was merely the basic stuff. It was the initial elements. What first began as formless and void was further developed as God hovered his spirit of God over the face of the deep, and he continued his creative work. I would remind us today, or offer to us today, that when God created man and woman, it was in the beginning the same with humanity. Humanity was created by God, formed by God, given life by God's very breath. New and special were humans to his creation. But upon that day when God breathed into man the breath of life and he became a living being, he was not everything that God had in mind. 
created humans, and then he casts the future plan. In verse 28, the Bible says this, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Now here is where you take this from here. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Were humans created? Absolutely. And yet still it's a blank slate. Intellectually, there were things to be developed in man and woman. Socially and spiritually, there were still elements to be put to use and to be fulfilled as they became all of what God intended for the human race to be. Did God bring humans as something from nothing? Certainly, he brought us into existence. Yet, at that point, we were not everything that God intended humanity to be. God had begun, but it was far from finished. And just as that Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the waters, I would submit He is hovering and has hovered over this earth with powerful interest in humanity ever since. As one prophet explained, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong. As before, God wasn't finished with the formless heaven and earth. As as God wasn't done with the darkness of early creation, He certainly is not finished with humanity. Can I just bring it to our attention today that the rest of this book records God's interactions with you and I and our kind. Interactions that are directed toward blessed updates in every human's life. Now you'll be glad to know for the sake of time I will not go through every one of the updates suggested in the Bible this afternoon. There are many, many things described in this interaction, this relationship, this ongoing involvement of this hovering spirit of God into the lives of human beings. But let me point out just this one for our consideration today. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 1, the scripture records this. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humble, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. Look at verse 2. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. God's intention through the prophet is recorded that he wants light 
for humanity, for men and women, removing them from darkness. And I would tell you today, according to His Word, that's exactly what God did and continues to do. Isaiah wrote about a future time when darkness would be addressed by a light. And it would come in a certain place and in a certain adventure and in a certain situation. Now Matthew recorded the actual time. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 12, the Bible says, When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. Hmm, just heard that city in Isaiah. Verse 13, And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali. We just heard about those from Isaiah. Verse 14, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Notice verse 16, the people who sat, now past tense, in darkness, have seen a, a great light, now present tense. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned, now present tense. When we read from Isaiah, he was talking about somewhere in time. Off in the future, there's going to be a day when light comes into darkness for humanity. But Matthew said, let me tell you what Jesus did. He went to Zebulun and Naphtali, and now light has come. Now light has been revealed. Now darkness is a thing of the past. Jesus is the light of God. He said it himself in John 8, speaking to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not be in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus, the light of God, extended in human form, so that you and I and none of our kind have to live in darkness anymore. <laughs> so at the beginning of the Bible, we just read in Genesis 1, God initiates everything that we know. It's a formless void. There's darkness and God speaks light. And light enters heaven and earth, and it's separated, it's distinguished from darkness. And as we go through Scripture and we consider God's entire plan, we find that God's plan is not just to interject light, not just to give a bit of light, not just to suggest the possibility of light, but God's plan is that the light will overwhelm the darkness. In Isaiah chapter 60, notice again a couple of verses. The prophet writes, No longer will you need the sun to shine by day, nor the moon to give us its light by night. For the Lord your God will be your everlasting light, 
and your God will be your glory. For the sun will never set, your moon will not go down, the Lord will be your everlasting light. Your days of mourning will come to an end. Can I just recognize today to this audience, God continues to speak light into heaven and into earth and into humanity and he will continue to do so until the final verses of the word of God this time in the future that the Bible records when everything of God's plan will culminate into his final ending and in eternity Revelation 22 in verse 5 records what will happen there there shall be no night there They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Ultimately, I I encourage us today, God's light ultimately, completely eliminates the darkness. Everlasting light entirely forms and fills humanity's darkness. In the first chapter of Scripture, God's light first pierces the darkness. And in the culmination of God's plan, His light consumes the darkness completely. And as He entered into humanity, His kindness and His glory and His joy and His peace and His love completely consume the darkness. Forever and forevermore. It's God's plan. For his light to fully update every aspect of every human life. And so Paul wrote, for you were once in darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Check this out. Oh, Paul has some insight. He saw Jesus' update referenced a little earlier in Scripture. 2 Corinthians 4 and 6. Paul's writing to believers, disciples in Corinth, and he says this. It's the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Now, we know good and well who that is. We just went through Genesis 1. It is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Paul recognized that the God of Genesis who spoke light into existence, such power, such glory, such incredible thing that light is that still scientists devote their entire lives to understand it. That God who spoke that light into existence is the the same God, the same power that shines light into the Gospels through Christ Jesus. That same revelation comes in the same power 
The New Testament update that you and I enjoy is powered by the Genesis creator. That same supernatural power that spoke then is the same supernatural power that will shine on you and shine on me. He's got the power to speak into existence something from nothing. He has that power today to do the same in your life and the same in my life and he can keep on doing it until light prevails and all of this so that God can accomplish what he would like for every one of us to experience and enjoy the fullest update of his intention in our lives 1 Peter 2 and 9 says this, You, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him. How? Look at the description. The praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh, that's the plan of God for finished humans. That's the plan of God. When when he's done with you and I, when he's completed his work in my life, in your life, when the update is completely downloaded and our systems are rebooted. It's God's intention to take each of us to the fullness of his glory and his light and completely eliminate the hindrances of darkness behind us. I understand today you and I are wonderfully and beautifully made. We aren't merely blood vessels. We're not just organs and systems or or personalities and temperaments. Hear me today, those things that we all share are just the basic stuff of His creation. And as He started in Genesis with an earth, the basic materials... And from that, he then filled the voids and created the forms and brought into light. That you and I, as his creation, humanity, all the basic elements, all the basic structures, everything we need to be human is there. But that was just the beginning of what he would do in our lives. I'm giving you the basics. And I want to see you then experience the fullness. You see, darkness isn't always sin. Darkness isn't always evil. Darkness isn't always bad. God created the heavens and the earth, and it was covered with darkness. Darkness is unfinished. Darkness is incomplete. 
Darkness lacks the fullness. Peter said, let me just remind you what this following Christ business is all about. In the end, the light of God should update each of us, not just so we can breathe and live and function as ordinary humans. No, it's a plan of God that every person would become part of a chosen generation in God part of a royal priesthood in Christ part of a holy nation in the light of God his own special people that that's a plan of God that's the design of God that's the purpose of God as you stand around this room throughout this room if you stand with me right now Creator of heaven and earth, I believe today, is calling every man and every woman out of darkness, out of incompleteness, out of emptiness, and into His light. As Isaiah recorded, the time of darkness will not go on forever. What a promise. God wants to fill voids. The core materials are there. Every one of us has the basics of God's creation. And He wants to fill voids. God's desire is to bring order and to bring purpose. I challenge each of us today in the sound of my voice, God has a light progression plan for you and for me. Voids. God never intended for voids to remain in the earth and the heavens. It was a starting place. And then He was going to bring about, fill in the blanks, put things the way He'd intended them to be. Perhaps you're here today and there are some voids in your experience here in this earth. Voids come in all shapes and sizes, things that are missing, things we wish that we had. Things our humanity craves for, desires some element there is a void and emptiness I speak today that there is an update by the great creator to fill voids in our lives the same power that filled the voids of heaven and earth with stars and plant life and mammals and sea life. That same creative power is filling voids in individual lives even today and even now. That Spirit of God hovers over you and I. Perhaps in the sound of my voice this afternoon, it's not emptiness, it's not voids, it's not things missing, but... There just seems to be such a disorder. Feels like everything's there, but they're not in the places they should be. And 
It's like I got a box full of gears, but none of them are on the right axles and the right framework to mesh together and do what they're designed to do and accomplish. It's like I have all the machinery for a machine, but it's not been placed in an order where I feel like I am fulfilling the purpose for which I was intended. (laughs) Oh, the Spirit of God is hovering over this house right now. It's His design and desire to take every gear and every axle and every structure of our life and to form it and order it so that you and I would know and experience. He didn't just give me life to leave me in darkness and in emptiness and disorder and chaos, but God has order. God has function. God has plan. God has destiny. God has purpose for every individual. He wants to speak light into every life until all darkness is removed and only light remains forever and ever and ever and ever. When will God be through with me, preacher? When will God be finished? with this project of me and the voids and the disorder, when light has completely and entirely and fully saturated and consumed every leftover remnant of darkness, then God will be finished and complete. Until then, the Spirit of God hovers over your life and mine. The Spirit of God rests over your life and mine with a a desire and a purpose. So the only question is, will I download the update? I tried to play the little role this afternoon of the beeping icon up in the corner of your computer screen. Updates available. Few of us have put our own lives on auto-update when it comes to the things of God. We like to maintain some control over when those updates happen and how they take place. And you know what? Today, as much as I or any other loved one in your life, as much as God Himself is waiting and hoping and standing and saying, I I put out this update... I hope everyone receives it. I put out this improvement. I hope everybody receives it. I hope everybody takes full advantage. But indeed, it's just hope because He's left into each of our lives a choice and a decision. Will I click on the update? Will I receive what God has for me? Will I... Allow Him to shine the fullness of His light into every aspect of our lives. Will I let Him speak that light to me? I hope today there's a room full of people that will pray like this. The psalmist turned to the Lord and said, You, you, you will light my lamp. 
The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. It's a commitment and a prayer and a covenant all wrapped into one. You will light my lamp. You will enlighten my darkness. I am opening myself up entirely to the light of the world. I'm allowing him to remove all darkness and be all that he would want to and desire to and hope to be inside of me. And so now we're going to pray. We're going to respond. Our musicians are going to play. They're going to sing a little bit. And in an atmosphere of prayerful worship and response, if you just want to say yes, if you want to click on that update, I want to have the fullness of God's light. Whatever He would do, however He would work, I want darkness removed, incompleteness and voids. I want them taken care of. I want the fullness of God's light in me. If you feel that way, would you step out of your pew and walk down around this front area here and stand or kneel, raise your hands or bow your head, whatever is comfortable to you, but will you open up your life right now to the light, the creator who said, let there be light, and there was light in in every life today, if you will just say to God, speak your light into my life. If if you will just say to the Lord, I I want what you have. I, I desire what you offer. Speak into my life right now. You've been listening to the Living Faith Everett podcast series. Tune in next week for the next part of this series or join us online at livingfaithministries.church.